Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Scooney. This is Megan. We want to welcome you back to another episode of the ASAP podcast. This week, we're going to talk about some controversial, little, taboo things. Little taboo, going to get a little racy. Better hold on to your butt cheeks. So when you hear the word taboo, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Honestly, that National Geographic show, Taboo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't ever think I've seen it. Oh, my God. They had some crazy stuff on there. I mean, like, you know, the stuff we uh, plan on discussing today is arguably taboo, but um, that show took it to the extreme. There was an episode where, uh, prepare yourselves, everybody, unless you've seen this and you, you kind of know what I mean, I'm expect. holding on to my butt cheeks. You better. Uh, there was an episode where an individual would collect and cook and eat roadkill. Oh. Now, I don't know if no. that's, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do it. No way. But I mean, is it really any worse if, if the roadkill is fresh? I mean, is it that much worse than hunting and killing an animal and then cooking it and eating it? I mean, it's a dead animal either way, right? I mean, I and think. And as long as it's cleaned and cooked and you're not eating anything that could be contaminated or dangerous it's just and that's what i liked about the show though it makes you kind of face your notions of what's acceptable and what's not well when i think about roadkill i don't think of something that got hit by a bumper and fell into a ditch and, and died i think right. of something that's been split in <laughs> half and it's just gnarly all along but I the guess, road like, i mean again i wouldn't do it but you know, and, it, and honestly, if one of my friends was like, oh, man, back up. I'm going to grab that raccoon and cook it up. I'd be like, oh, dude, we can't be friends anymore. Uh, uh, just go ahead and stay on outside the car. Thank you. <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect any of this even shit. Though, even though I've clearly just stated that I have um, a, a biased opinion and I'm judgmental, <laughs> I'm going to now say that I'm trying not to be judgmental and biased about it and say, you know, if um, there's still good meat on the animal and you as an individual feel like you want to not let it go to waste and rot and you want to cook it and eat it uh more power to you I just know some, stay away from me some people do that with like bucks and stuff whenever they see a, a nice rack on the side of the road like there's there was one time that i was over at a friend's house and a like a I don't know, eight or nine point buck got hit at the bottom of the hill and a couple of people, and it was like not quite dead. So a couple of people came by, finished it off and then took it with them. I've always heard that. I like how you say finished it off. I know. Finish him. <laughs> I like, uh, I, I, I've always heard that. I don't know if it's every state or just some states, but you're supposed to to take it. Like if you hit a deer or something like that, like you're supposed to not just leave it dead on the side of the road. Well, because you have other people that are, you know, coming along and... I'll tell you what, if I ever Depending hit a deer, on how busy the road is, it's kind of hard. If I ever hit a deer while I'm at work, ain't going to be no deer left. Yeah. There's a little difference between a semi and a car. Yeah. Big difference. I mean, it'll surely damage the truck, but I have a feeling that deer would also explode. I don't ever want to have to experience that. Yeah. One, I don't want to be on the side of the road with a messed up truck. Two, I don't want to see... Uh, my vehicle explode an animal i love animals and i would i would probably cry it is like, always i need sad. three days off work now for grievance it is always sad yeah i mean because they're just trying to get around they don't know what trucks and cars and roadways are i mean people like we can look at a road and be like yeah i could potentially get hurt if i try to cross at this moment when there's a vehicle coming you know yeah animals don't know that they know like oh uh potential mates or food or other habitat is over there <laughs> I, and I have just this need feeling that there. tells me i need to head in this direction and nothing <laughs> about it is stopping me i just keep going yeah so i always just kind of feel bad animals trying to trying to live in the world we've created well there's like um natural pathways and stuff that some countries have really yeah, implemented we should do that and i really here. think we yeah. I really do think we should do I'm that i'm pretty here. sure i've seen at least one or two of those in some states that have done it oh um, yeah i mean but yeah, it definitely needs to be implemented more it just it just makes sense like it it reduces because the thing is is if animals can find a way around they're going to find it they they will adapt but it's like if you don't give them any option then yeah you're gonna have a lot more animals yeah, on they don't the have car, a choice. I mean, or car you know hitting cars hitting animals on the road and yeah, you're gonna have more human injuries yep. because of it and all of that stuff and also like, you know ties into like insurance cost go yeah. up and everything else you know animals are going to try to get where they need to get irregardless of you know what potential risk there is i mean it's instinct yeah you know instinct. You can't we, fight your instinct. We, we we come through their their wooded 
their woodland home and put roads in there and divide up their habitat, they have no choice. Well, maybe so. that's what makes some things taboo is your instinct, your like gut reaction to be like, no, that's not right. Or no, that's like, yeah. maybe that's what taboo is. There's a lot of things that are taboo, really. I think uh, kind of like beauty, right? I think taboo is in the eye of the beholder. You know, there, yeah. there, there are definitely um, certain things that are more widely considered taboo, like considered taboo by more people than others. But I think in a lot of in a lot of ways, it, it comes down to the individual's own perception of what is or isn't taboo. Yeah, I would know? say I would say the two that probably get the most attention would be politics and sex. Yeah, Paul, I would say politics, sex and religion. Yeah. I mean, I was always told growing up. Um, you don't talk about, well, you don't talk about politics, religion, or finances, yeah. which I always thought was the dumbest thing ever because they're arguably three of the most, if not the most, the most important issues facing Life. society. Well, that you as an adult are going to have to manage on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Like, so, like, finances is a great one. Like, I've never understood... I, I've understood on some level people who don't want to talk about money, but the people who don't want to talk about money are the people that have all the money. Like they don't want you to know how much well, they it have. Goes, it goes really deep too, right? It's not even just like you shouldn't talk about it amongst your peers. I mean, it's it goes to the level of your employer will actively encourage or try to pressure you yeah, not to tell. Yeah, don't discuss your paycheck. You, know, you cannot get in trouble well, legally speaking, you know what I mean? You, you, I mean, I suppose an employer could fire you for whatever and you'd have to fight it if it was unwarranted. Well, especially in at-will states. But yeah, but I mean, technically speaking, like you aren't supposed to be able to get fired because you, you told your coworker, Jan or Fred, how much money you make. But employers will make it seem like that could happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't want you to talk about it really because they don't want disorder in the workforce. They don't want they don't want Fred to know that he's been there for five years and you just started yesterday making two dollars more an hour than he does. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly because that's that does happen. People have been there and they've got their three percent raise every year, and then somebody comes in fresh and, and is hiring. already making yeah. more. And now and then they're training that person right. like a crazy. It breeds a lot of resentment. Well, there might be. I guess depending on the in a case by case situation, there might be reasons that you know. Uh, person there for X number of years isn't making more than they're making. Maybe they're not a good enough worker or, or negotiation yeah, or negotiate. I mean, there may be, but I'd say in a lot of cases, it's probably just an employer's way of being able to uh, dictate on their own how wages go out. And it's not necessarily justifiable. Well, you the know. thing is, is an employer is going to try to pay you as little as they have to pay you yeah. in order to get the job done. That's yeah. their goal. I mean, so that just seems like business, though. You know what I mean? But that's that's the thing is. So whenever they're saying, you know, don't talk about how much you make, it's because they've fucked over a lot of people who they don't want them to know how little they make compared to the people who actually negotiated for more. Yeah. And, you know, even if they only had a year of experience, they are somehow making more that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, can you really blame the employer? for not having good negotiating skills. I mean, it's not something that comes naturally. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you're told not to ever discuss finances or how to better yeah. them <laughs> yeah. like, for yourself. So it's, it's fucked up in my opinion. Because that's the other it's thing. How like, the they don't wage talk. gap gets perpetuated too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, because they don't, they don't want to explain how to keep a balanced checkbook or they don't want to talk about stocks and bonds and like future financial planning. Like just kind nope. of expect they you were. to figure it out on your own when it's like you haven't even established any fundamentals while you've been in school in an education system that should be establishing fundamentals that will carry you. Like why the fuck is algebra so important if I don't even know how to balance checkbook? You they know were too I mean? busy in school and this kind of brings up, this isn't really a taboo thing, but I know this is something people, especially now, have debated about. But uh, they're too busy in school uh, trying to teach you how to write in cursive than teaching you how to balance your checkbook. Or See, at least you and I disagree a little yeah, on this. Yeah, we do. This. We do. No, cursive is stupid. It's absolutely See, stupid. And I think on some level... It looks pretty. Mm. On some level, I think about cursive as being a type of art form. Okay, and, well, it'd and be I nice think, if everybody was going into art for, for but a career. brain development, there are so many benefits to brain development. Same thing with like learning a second language. It's, it's almost like learning a second written language. It's just an expansion on education, which it... it, it it helps with like creativity and critical thinking. I won't that argue that. Here's my thing. So that's why I don't it think it's be a bad idea. It should be an elective. Nobody should be forced to learn cursive. I have never in my life, other than signing my name, which is not writing in cursive. Anybody out there who says a signature is your name in cursive, you're either not 
making There's a so signature. There's so many people that line. Well, you're just you're <laughs> either not writing a signature or you're just full of shit because yeah. I've never seen a signature that looks the same as that name written out in cursive. Signatures are scribble. Like they are. My my dad's name is Richard Arthur Hoffman. And when you look at his signature, there is no way those three words are in that <laughs> it's like little three tiny letters. thing. It's just and doctors, <laughs> athletes, anybody. My signature, the only part of my signature that you could argue looks cursive is maybe the S and my first That's name. That's usually what happens is the first letter gets the because, cursive and the rest is the scribble. Well, because if you wrote your name in cursive, it could be easily copied. A signature is supposed to be unique because it's it's just the way your hand does it. But if you actually took the time to properly write it out in cursive, that could be easily duplicated. Well, that's that's the whole thing in writing in general is even if you're writing in print, like you can see my notes here are in print yeah. and like half cursive. Like I write in a weird, like- I've seen people do that You before. know what I mean? Well, like some are, some are print and some are cursive but and yeah, they loop together. Like, I'm just like, when have you ever had to, I mean, official documents, job applications, applications for apartments. Well, they're all written or they're all typed They out all specifically tell you to print, print yeah. your information. Nobody wants you to write in cursive. It should be available to those who are going to use it or, like you said, want to expand their creativity. But there are other ways that one could expand their creativity. It's just like, it's not so much, I don't think, it is still taught in schools, but I don't think it's taught as widely as it was perhaps when you were out No, they've started taking it out. Yeah, I, I had to learn it. I've never used it. I hate it. I think it's completely pointless you for ninety-eight percent of the population. Um, if if it's written clean, yes. Is sloppy cursive? No, I can't write or read sloppy cursive. I think a lot it, of people would say that it's important that people can read the Constitution. I mean, you can look at the Constitution <laughs> in print form. It's not a big deal. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, unless you're only... But how do you know that's really what it says unless you can read it with your own eyes? <laughs> unless, you're, unless your only option of reading the Constitution <laughs> is to go to, uh, where is it? The Library of Congress, I think, is where it's held. I don't even know. Um, I'm a bad... Yeah, see, we don't even know where the fuck it is. Why are we worried about reading it? Like, we'd have to find it first. We are horrible Americans. I think it's I'm in the Library of Nicholas Congress. I'm just going to ask Nicholas Cage. He knows where these things are. Right, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I think it's in the Library of Congress. But unless your only option is to go read it in its original form, which would be cool to, to go see it. Um, you could easily find out what it says in print form. It's, it's not, just walk up. what the fuck are all these difficult. scribbles? Again, like I'm not advocating cursive being abolished. I just don't think it should be a requirement in yeah. school because nine out of 10 students, maybe 10 out of 10 in almost every grade level, you're never, ever, ever <laughs> going to use it or need it. You know, it, it does not, I think cursive writing is the most taboo topic we're going to discuss today. It's because she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to some actual like uh, taboo taboo subjects here. Well, so I guess we could start. We can we can touch on politics a little bit because that was one of them. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll have to make it brief because uh, people are already. I mean, and I'm one of them, man. I I, I for so long in my adult life, I have been the kind of person who I don't know if excited is the right word, but I would definitely be enthusiastic about talking about politics with people. You know, I, I think it's important that we discuss these things as a society yeah. with each other, but even myself as of late, I'm, I'm just starting to feel disenfranchised and there are so many, it's either. We either, also live in Ohio so it's like when living here and living on one side much more strongly than the other, well, you're constantly faced with it. I don't even think that has anything to do because we live like we live in a blue county in a red state. Yeah. Like, you know, you still run into it all the time. Uh, you'd run into it anywhere. You know, you can go out to Texas, a way red state. You go to Austin, you go to Dallas, you go to Houston. You're going to find a lot of blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just... It's most of America, despite the fact that we have quite a few major cities in this country, most of this country, I know, I've driven a lot of it, is rural. Mm -hmm. It's it's still a lot of open, like kind of country-esque, you know, uh, yeah. areas that are, you know, sparsely populated. That's the majority of the United States. Hell, I watched a video um, of an exchange teacher came from the Philippines. 
And, you know, her image of the United States was, you know, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. Right. And she got put in a rural school in Colorado. And she, she was saying in, in like the interview, she's like, I had no idea that any part of America looked like this. Yeah. Like she wasn't, she didn't hate it. She thought it was great, but it was just like, she never would have imagined that anything like that cows and mountains in the background mm-hmm. and like a train rolling by and tiny little towns, you know, were existed here. Like yeah. people that have never been here, you, 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 you just see get the populace. You don't see you get the, the, yeah, you get the idea that it's all these, you know, concrete jungles, if you will. But a lot of this country is still rural. Yeah. And in those areas you'll find, you know, um, more, um, conservative people than you will liberal people, mm-hmm. you know, not, not exclusive, but you'll find more, you know? Yeah. And it's cause one of those things where people who live out in the rural tend to be conservative and people who live in cities tend to be liberal. Yeah. Like there, there have been studies. That was one of the things that, um, in the house just judiciary committee, that woman kind of said something about like, you know, conservatives, uh, or she didn't say it there, but she'd said it previously, but something about, you know, conservatives tend to live a little more spread out. And she made the joke of even they don't want to be around each other, but it's just demographically speaking, that tends to be the way they are. If you like living in the country, chances are your mindset tends to be more conservative. You want to be by yourself. You don't want to be around other yeah, people. Yeah, I think that's probably why people do i mean if you weren't just born and raised in that if you like moved to that then yeah you probably have that mindset and like i kind of lived and grew up in the country a little more um not that i even lived back out in the sticks but i had friends who lived out in the sticks you know what i mean so like i'm used to that environment and living in the city like i moved up here in 05 it's definitely a transition from oh yeah small small town and like corner stores where you won't you see the same two people constantly to like working in a city and living in a city and never seeing the same person twice yeah um it's it's a whole different environment and it's crazy how people think they're so different but they're not like i can see the blend of like no we're all the same you just have a little bit of different here and you have a little different here. i've always felt like you know um it, it i feel like it comes down to when you live out in rural communities you're there's just a lot fewer things that you're exposed to on a daily basis. So you tend to um, be, I don't want to like, you know, um, I don't want to misspeak here. You tend to be a little bit more just conservative on many issues because the world is a little smaller to you. Yeah. You're not uh, exposed, you know, to differing ideas, differing cultures, like new, new, new ideas, new things all the time. And I'm not, I mean, part of me, I'd love to live, you know, out. Sometimes I just want to get away from the hustle and bustle of of the city. You know, no, I want to, I want a home out a little further out from the city, but, Um, and 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 that's not, I'm not saying that to knock anybody who, who holds conservative views or who, who lives in a rural area or anything like that. I think it's just a, um, an, unavoidable result of that environment you know what i mean now clearly you could live in a city even grow up in a city and be conservative and you could grow up in the country and be liberal like there's no guarantee that just because you live in one or the other that you're going to fall on one side or the other of the political ideology but but by and large, it does, I think it is a pretty big contributor to it. Yeah, there's a different social evolution whenever you've lived in a small town and known the same people your whole life. And whenever you've lived in a city and met new people with differing backgrounds and differing pasts and that kind of stuff your whole life. Like it, it changes the way that you look at other people and the way that you interpret other people's opinions and differences and stuff like that. Like sometimes whenever you've had this the small town vibe and you know know like this is how i feel and this is how everyone around here feels if anything comes in that's different it feels like an attack on you and what you stand for but in reality it's like no the world is literally made up of everybody who has differing opinions you just face it in the city more because you're constantly faced with people you've never met before yeah like no two people are the same so it like it really does drastically affect (laughs) it's sad that politics in this country and, and i feel i think the reality that even i am getting frustrated to the point that i don't want to talk about it you know that i don't want to pay attention to it as much 
bothers me. It it that in and of itself makes me mad. Yeah, because I know that that's dangerous. Like it's dangerous to ignore things that dictate your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but God, and, and it's so polarizing. And today. arguably, it's harder on women and minorities because, like, I was just reading where there's, um, like, in Turkey, for example, this is totally not even U.S., but they're trying to pass a law where it's like marry your rapist essentially like there are people out there who have crazy ideas they get their way into politics and then they try to pass bans on human rights where you're like wait 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 i'm one of those humans i don't want that i don't want to be forced to do that i mean it happens in this maybe not that specifically but things like that happen like the six-week abortion ban in ohio that's the one directly people people try to legislate their crazy ideas onto everybody else yeah now, you know, I've always been, you know, when it comes to, there's another taboo topic, I guess, um, pro-life, pro-choice, you know, I am pro-choice for the record. Yeah. Um, I Same. have personal experience as much as a man can with abortion. Um, you know, I was uh, the other half in a couple where an abortion took place. So I'm not speaking from a position of absolute ignorance here, Right. you know, uh, but I'm still, um, I'm still pro-choice. And I even talked to that person. I'm not putting their name out. And right. they told me that um, even though, yeah, it was a tough decision, um, looking back on it, they know that their life wouldn't be the way it is now, which they're very happy with the way their life is now, had they not made that choice. Right. And even though it was difficult, they are still vehemently pro-choice because yeah. it is, you know, but, but the point is that, you know, if you don't like something like that, don't do it. Yeah. But people try to legislate their ideas of what is good or bad onto everybody. And because sometimes it's right. Like, oh, I think murder's bad, so we should make it illegal. Okay, that that's an easy well, one. Well, and that's, the, that's, that's usually one. the route that they take is that you're murdering a baby. Well, yeah, but, but I'm saying a lot of times, you know, they try, even when you're talking about like drugs being illegal or you know how old you have to be to to do this or do that like it's just and it and it can get really if it's if if people aren't paying attention i think the point here is if people don't pay attention the risk you run is that it starts out you know um maybe reasonable don't murder people and then it slowly becomes crazier and crazier which is why and actually me saying that i've had that argument used against me when it comes to the um, gun rights, gun reform argument, you know, oh, you start out background checks and then it gets more like, and then you, it goes you, to registry you, and then you, it goes you, to confiscation. Yeah, and, and I find it hard to argue back against that because that could happen with anything. If we aren't paying attention, if we aren't keeping those in power in check, if we aren't having our voices heard. So, you know, not to lose, uh, the point I was trying to make is, it bothers me that I'm starting to feel disenfranchised because I know how dangerous it is. And I've always told people like, you know, however you feel politically, you should be active. You should vote. You should pay as much attention to what's going on as you can, because the people that are in power are going to be in power. Uh, whether you, if you don't pay attention, like it's, it's not going to, you know, life is a game and everybody's playing it at their own pace. And if you're not actually playing it to win, then you're going to lose. And a lot of people who go into politics are playing it to win what they want to happen. Right. So, and it's things like, well, and I'll touch back on the abortion thing where, so like you were in that situation, um, yourself, but statistically speaking a lot of abortions are from married couples they're already adults who have been married and say they've got two or three kids and they're in their late 30s or something like that and then all of a sudden they get pregnant and they're like i can't raise another kid you know what i mean like things like that happen so often yeah. but they want to placate to where it's this you know teen mom who's spreading her legs and whoring around town that. or I love it's, that or it's these minority peoples who just want social security so they're pumping out babies or like they turn it into these twisted yeah. hu- like demonizing things where it's it like why can't to... you just treat it as this is a human issue this is a this is a woman faced with a situation that's going to be completely and utterly life-changing and altering and it's going to deviate her off of the life path that she's choosing for herself and giving her the respect and dignity and arguably one of the hardest moments of her life to let her decide what she wants to do yeah. for herself i love it when people try to make it out like uh 
like abortions are a result of people. It's like a hobby, you know, yeah. like, oh, how many abortions can I get this month? I wonder, well, you know, the it's thing just is, is like people joke about dude. it. Like I've got I've got fucking gay friends who well they'll be like oh if i was a woman i'd have had 500 abortions by now because i'm dicking around you know what i mean like the people make jokes in light of it without actually thinking about like the real like world just realness of it yeah the, the thing about the world <laughs> and life in it is it's not black and white and while many people say that all the time few live by that that idea that yeah. it's not black and, and white. Honestly, they try to treat if they are living issues. that way it's somebody who doesn't love themselves who doesn't respect themselves has probably been really fucking abused and well, they need a hug and some guidance yeah well, what i mean <laughs> is people like to argue about these topics as if there's only two sides to it and there's no nuance you yeah. know what i mean there's no oh it's either no abortion or everybody who's getting abortion is just a whore you know yeah it's like okay yeah that's so like narrow-minded and short-sighted and it takes the humanity out of it it takes the compassion ridiculous. out of it and that's what that's what it is is i understand people who want to be anti-abortion because they're arguing the side of compassion for the baby but to me i'm saying argue the compassion for the person actually having the baby to me the one living and breathing is more important to the one that's not yeah like that to me should come first because i'm always going to respect the person that i can talk to on like hey you're a person you're living and breathing like yeah, you're you're already here like, like we know how biology works we understand that it's kind of a mucousy membrane in there for a little while it's not really a human yet well, i always say uh <laughs> and this will probably this will probably trigger a few people but uh, i always say fact of the matter is a fetus is a parasite until yeah. it can live on its own i mean yeah. a parasite has to survive off its host and so does a fetus that's a parasite. And like I don't mean that to degrade anybody's unborn child. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just that's no, just. No, I, that's I just genuinely a, agree. It's, it's a just parasite. a. It's just and a I fact. And I think every man. mother who's been pregnant would agree that that shit's a parasite. Yeah. It just sucks I the mean, life out of you. Until it can live and breathe on its own outside the mother. Yeah. Um. That's not. To it's me, a miracle, but it's a parasitic yeah, miracle. To, to me, it's it's not. Um, alive now i'm not i, I would not advocate late-term abortions unless no. it was and they do not and that's the other thing it they is don't exceedingly tend to do rare i mean so there has rare. to be some serious complications and also the thought the thought that a mother who has gone through pregnancy felt all the kicks felt and all would the have heart to do like that. heard all yeah. the heart babies and is like falling in love they've got the nursery painted and then something happens like that to to demonize a woman going through that to me is just yeah, it's, it's monstrous yeah it's you're like it just it just throws me it, it it irritates me because i care about people and it's one of those like i want i want everyone to get along you on don't some care level. about the unborn people <laughs> exactly fuck them babies isn't it, isn't it you know what i'm gonna point out uh something here isn't it funny Probably not some people, but we, whenever we, uh, we always do the, the stereotypical the like southern, southern accent. accent when we're trying to like, I know. I'm sorry, anybody who's southern, I know you're not all closed minded and bigoted, and it's and just usually plenty. that's the tone of voice that those words are said to me. So I don't know why I do it. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people do it. Like, like I had a guy one time, um, he'd, stereotypical, he'd and we're awful me, people for doing it. He'd asked me about going to church. I was working, and there was a, a oh, there's another one church and religion. Yeah, a girl that I was working with in the kitchen, and this was her husband that showed up, and they were getting ready to go to church, and he was like, hey, you go, you going to church today? And I was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, why not? I was like, because just not i'm just not my thing and he was like why are you stupid and i'm like no he's like i don't know you ain't going to church you a stupid bitch and i'm just wow. like okay i, I <laughs> like, do i do uh, i do honestly like southern accents um like some southern they're accents calling you a stupid bitch well yeah i don't i don't care if you have an accent or not like i love the australian accent if an australian called me a stupid bitch i'd be i'd be triggered yeah. my little snowflake sensibilities would fucking go off i do like I, I love accents yeah i do too um, um that's not taboo at all i think everybody likes accents. yeah depending on the accent i suppose some are, some are nicer than others i always wonder what we sound like to other people i Probably think we arrogant. sound kind of southern you think i think like i don't I wish know i could step a lot outside other, myself a lot of here. other countries have they have a mix they have like country bumpkin i think i've heard a lot of like beach like the valley girls or like the surfer dude kind of like a uh, coastal accent so like new york and la like those are the prominent Forget ones about it so so probably like the new york the la and the and the southern like texas draw. i remember <laughs> i remember working at um Fazoli's where we go to eat often because we have no um, respect for ourselves. Uh, 
True. I worked there when I was a teenager. It was actually my first job, I think. And uh, one of our managers there was from like Brooklyn or Queens or something like that. And he had that like really thick, stereotypical like yeah. New York accent. And I remember me and my, my buddy who was working there with me, we'd be goofing off or whatever. He'd be like, hey, you guys quit that. Pay attention over here. Like, <laughs> you know, it was so funny, dude. I'm walking in. I'm walking in. <laughs> Hey, forget about it. Forget about it. Anyways, um, mentioning church, religion is another definitely taboo topic and one that um, I used to talk about way more and probably for the same reasons as with politics. I've kind of just taken a step back from it because too many people just get, they get frustrated with it. Now, I admit I've gotten annoyed with um, certain things when it comes to, you know, religion. Because uh, I'm not religious at all, right. and, I, and I see it all over the place, pushed on people, and, and it kind of bothers me. But when I talk about it with people, I don't tend to get all angry over it. But but a lot of people do when you're starting to because um, they up take it criticism as a character trait. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they take it as like a personal attack or yeah. something like that. It's like, look, I don't think you're dumb. I just think some of your ideas are dumb. <laughs> hey, it's fine. It's like if anything, I have hope that you could be smarter one day. <laughs> You know, but yeah, it's, it's, it just, it, it's crazy to me that, you know, most of us, I assume, I, I assume I wasn't the only one to hear this are told to, to keep mum on these subjects. It's like these things dominate our world, especially yeah. religion and politics. Oh yeah. You know, everybody's got their religious views, um, or, or views on religion, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's got their political views or views on politics, but we're told not to talk about that stuff. And some people have them totally separated and other people think that they're the same thing. Like that's, that's one of those frustrating things as an atheist looking into a country that I'm the minority in that regard is a lot of people in politics and government where it's supposed to be separation of church and state is absolutely not that at all. And it's infuriating because I know that there's nothing I can really do about it. Dude, you are a female atheist. If you were a minority, (laughs) it'd be the trifecta, wouldn't it? You'd be, you'd have a very, I mean, I'm part of the LGBT. I'm the B in there. Oh yeah. So there's another one. You are, not boating very well I'd have for, to, I'd have to do a, for polite society. <laughs> I can pass as basic white. I'd have to do the 23andMe to find out how much Native Americans in there. Maybe I, maybe I can claim it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I don't know. I are like, listen, everything I say on the, on the side of the left. The, the only taboo thing I have going for me is is that, that I'm an atheist, you know, because here I am, a, a, a straight white male. And in this country, that's pretty much like the gold standard and it's so stupid right. you know what i mean the one that gets passed by yeah like, it's you're so, just like oh yeah you're fine i hate it dude i got okay so i got um i got followed so this is years ago this is when i was still smoking weed i left a friend's house for smoking like some blunts as we normally did and we were we were smoking in my car so my car reeked yeah and i left i left their place and was driving back home and uh a, a police officer in that area like who started out, I don't know, a good distance behind me when I pulled out onto the main road, caught up to me really quick. And it's later at night, not many people on the road, and followed me, followed me right into the gas station uh, that was down the street, pulled up right behind me at the pump. Okay, now I had an older kind of beater car and my windows hadn't fully de- defrosted yet. Yeah. So a lot of them were still fogged up. And they couldn't really see me. And I had my, one of my hoodies on and I had my hood up. It's cold out. Yeah. And uh, I got out of the car and turned and just looked at this cop for a moment. Like, you know, kind of like, what's up? And yeah. as soon as he saw me, he backed up and took off and did not take off like he was on a call. Did not put his lights on. He just backed up and left. You saw a oh, white guy in a he hoodie. Just, and that's, that is exactly how I felt. Yeah. That he went, oh, it was a white guy. Okay. Was I happy? You're damn right. I was happy. Yeah. I mean, my car. At reeked. least you acknowledge your privilege. Y- yeah. No, <laughs> I was happy, but I also was, dude. I swear to you, in that moment, I was like, I was, I was, I was half. Oh, thank you, and half. Wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah. 
That is fucked up, yeah. man. I had that happen. As fucked um, up as it is, though, I wouldn't want it to have gone any other way <laughs> because I would have been in trouble. I but. had the one similar happen a couple of weeks ago. I had gone out to Patasco, a small town, and I, when I was heading home, it was at night, um, and I was on the phone, and I turned right, and apparently I didn't put my turn signal on or anything like that. Like, I usually am good about it, and it's one of those I don't remember for sure, so I'm just going to take the word. But so I got pulled over, and he was like, do you know why I pulled you over? I was like, I honestly have no idea. He's like, uh, you didn't put a right turn signal on out back there, and I was right behind you. And I was like, oh, I was like, honestly, I didn't even see it. And so he takes my license, comes back, and goes, I'm just going to give you a warning, and I just be careful. It's foggy out. Let's me go. And, like, that's how most of my interactions with police have gone. And I know, and it is infuriating that I know that that's not the way that it goes Dude, for everybody. I have gotten cocky with cops more than once. And nothing came of it. Have you seen the show Cops? Fucking white men can just rage out and run away and shit. Like, they're getting jumped and chased over fences. Like, yeah. it's one of those things where it blows my mind how many parties I've been out in the middle of the country. And there's, like, three cops that show up. And they're just like, turn the music down. And then they leave. Like, they, <laughs> it's insane. I, I had a headlight out. And I didn't realize it was in a car that I used to have. And the wiring in the one headlight was messed up so it would go out often and i'd like have to replace the bulb all the time it was annoying but i didn't realize it was out this time and i was making a left turn uh from one road to another and there was an officer all the way in the right hand lane of the road i was turning off of so he's like you know three lanes over from me and he comes i make my turn and he comes all the way left across those three lanes oh, and follows man. me through my turn and pulls me over just before <laughs> it's like you see it and you're like yep that's just for me. before i'm getting on the freeway <laughs> and he walks up to the car and I shit you not, the first words out of my mouth were, what? And he goes, excuse me? And I was like, what did I do? And I even had, I had a joint on me at the time, you know? Jesus. So I was really, you know, pushing my luck, like getting mouthy with this cop. And he was like, uh, I, I think he says something like, well, you know, you better, you know, watch the attitude. And the reason I pulled you over is your headlights out. And I was immediately like, ah, damn it that fucking light, like, <laughs> you know, and I chilled out or whatever, but he just like, he didn't even write me a ticket for a light being out. And then there was another time where I was driving with uh, two friends and my, my one friend has this hooded sweatshirt that I've never seen before in my life. It's like a, it's like a collage of comic book characters, I think. And it's black and white. <laughs> and, um, this, this cop was following us around and must have followed us for like a mile and a half mm. before finally pulling us over on the on-ramp to a freeway and then comes up to the car. I'm not even driving. I'm in the passenger seat and the cop comes up to the, to the window on the driver's side and I'm just like, I'm like, uh, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it, I basically got cocky. I'm like, what, what, do you, what do you want? Like, what are we doing? And, and then they tried to say that my friend who was driving, the one with this unique hoodie, uh, match the description of somebody who was, you know, accused of like a robbery or burglary or something like that. And, you know, they're, uh, they had the same hoodie and I'm just like thinking, I'm like, I've never seen this hoodie before in my entire <laughs> life outside of this man's hoodie. Right. And secondly, if you thought that you were tailing a robbery suspect, where's your backup? Why are you just walking up to the, I mean, that's a felony stop. If you think somebody is is involved in, in a felony, that's a felony stop. Yeah. You call back up, you approach with your gun out. Like, no, this was treated like a regular old traffic stop. And this cop was just trying to throw some bullshit on yeah. us. But the point is, I mouthed off. Not cussing, but I mouthed off. Nothing happened to us. Carful white guys. Nothing happened to us. Yeah. I imagine every black person in this country. Oh, yeah. Or any other, wheel, or any other minority Don't couldn't move. even dream of doing what I have done multiple times no. and not only not getting off, but being lucky to get out of that without being shot. Yeah. And they, and that's part, part of the reason why I understandably, like they get pissed off at a lot of white people who act like that's not privilege. I think this is kind of, I mean, it's not generally thought of as taboo, but I think it is like, well, black lives matter. White, white black privilege is something that's taboo to talk about. All lives matter, but matter. That's yeah. totally taboo. Oh, that shit irritates me, dude. Because it's, all it's lives touching. matter. Yeah, no shit, but that's not the fucking point. <laughs> But Black Lives Matter is a racist movement. Be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's the fact that black people are 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 indiscriminately killed in situations where I was just scoffed at and told to watch my tone and then let go. They were pulled out of a and car and arrested. They're killed for less. Yeah. Like, 
they they arguably matter it seems matter less to society which is why they had to form a movement to point out that they in fact do, do and should matter all. and this whole this whole rebuttal of all lives matter i'm just i've gotten into debates with some people i know about it and it's like like i said it's like people are like well all lives matter well no shit dude like obviously that's true but yeah. that's not the point it's i've i've seen it you know like metaphorically put of like if you're sitting around a thanksgiving table and everybody gets food on their plate and you don't have any and it's like and they're just like well you're here you it's know like, it's like it's like what i don't have any food be like well but you're you're, you're here you matter be yeah. like but i also like should I have food it, it's, it's <laughs> like it's like you shouldn't assault anybody right but it's arguably worse if you spend your time assaulting quadriplegics in wheelchairs <laughs> You know what I mean? As opposed to like That's somebody why they say women beaters and not men somebody beaters. who goes to kick fight or kickboxing lessons or something like that. Like, Just drop kicking you know, children. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> all assaults are bad. But yeah, but some people have a better chance at defending you know, themselves. Yeah, than others. It's kind of like that. It's like, you know, if, if, if quadriplegics formed a group because they were being assaulted in mass <laughs> and were like, quit beating on us, we have no limbs to fight back. And people were like, well, nobody should be assaulted. Why are you special? Because I don't have fucking arms or legs dude and you're beating me up like it's Are like you, because you've got a wheelchair it's the and that same makes thing. you partially bionic so you should be able to run over as many it's, times it's as the same thing because it's like black people are being killed in way larger numbers and for way less than shit I've done yeah you know there and, are um, still a bunch of people so, in jail for weed yeah so, just having weed most of those people aren't white no. and uh so yeah BLM I'm, I'm for it man you know I get it I get it white privilege is real deal with it white people it doesn't mean you act entitled it means society whether you like it realize it or not you benefit treats from you it. entitled yeah. like like you're entitled you know it, it's it's why a cop can look at me and go oh i'm gonna after clearly following I me mean, he wasn't just going to the pump there were other open pumps at the gas station incident you, were you know being what i mean tailed. i was definitely he was being tailed until he, he saw me and then he decided immediately that's probably that what he it was, was he was leave. probably running your plate to see like a name or whatever pop up and as soon as he saw you he's like yeah that looks like a steward <laughs> yeah and just left so i like i said i was definitely thankful because i would have gotten in trouble but i also was like that's i almost want there was part of me would be like no dude no you need to come back here i am breaking the law sir and you need to do your job hold me to account sir do not let me be a punk <laughs> But and that touches on like minority rights. Like that's one of those things where we were just discussing like men's right activists. It's like, but they, they don't see that like minority rights, women's rights, oh, yeah, stuff dude. like that is an Straight actual pride. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like, are you, you're super excited about missionary Kyle. Is that what it it's is? So like, stupid, man. Have you had sex once nine years ago, Kyle? <laughs> God, it irritates. It irritates me to no end. It yeah. really does. Like, I am a guy, I am white, I am straight. Straight pride is stupid, <laughs> so okay? Dumb. White and privilege exists, and men's rights is absolutely <laughs> unnecessary. Like, or men's rights activists is, is unnecessary. Yeah, and, and I get, <sighs> it's one of those, I always try to be objective. I try to look at both sides, and I'm like, all right, straight pride, like this lame-ass party that you're trying to prove. Um Maybe they see it because they're like, gay people get to celebrate their sexuality. Why can't we celebrate ours? And it's like my counter to it is always like, maybe they're not celebrating the fact that, woohoo, we're gay. Maybe they're celebrating the fact that, wow, we've come this far because back in the 80s, like Reagan administration was like directly killing not killing but like stopping aids assistance to where these gay communities were being wiped out in yeah. mass or the fact that these people have been like lynched and hung yeah. from trees if you belong like to that. a group be it based on color sexual orientation gender uh or religion if you belong to a group that has historically been persecuted simply because you exist as you are for being different you then have a right to celebrate when you have more freedoms and you don't have to hide in the trenches yeah. when you are me a white straight male right u.s citizen you don't really have a right to celebrate shit like you know you can be happy and thankful that you are who you are but you should acknowledge that you were given a special place in society, whether right. you asked for it or not. Nope, that's the difference. Nobody asked yeah, to nobody be born asked, the way you are. Yeah, it's not. 
it's not something that people i think that's why people get so when they like white people when they hear like white they they get the feeling like like you're trying to tell them they're acting entitled oh oh, i I grew up struggling and this and that it's like you don't you don't get that's the whole like black and white oh i lived in a trailer and not a mansion so i don't have white privilege like again it's not like it's so much more nuanced than that and subtle like yeah (sighs) and that's and that's but that's why i think something's remain taboo to talk about because they're so deeply entrenched yeah and so many different things that it takes you know sometimes it takes a two-year college course for you to really realize the nuance behind it in order to be like oh now i get it yeah. and it's like i don't have i don't have that kind of time to sit here and explain to you why you're wrong but just just accept that everyone's saying it <laughs> maybe maybe second guess it maybe yeah, it's do some not, personal it's not growth. your fault but it exists you know like i said the only thing i'm lacking to be like the gold standard bearer here is the, that I'm not a Christian. Like that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. Were you raised Christian? No. no. I mean, I was baptized uh, in a Lutheran church. Oh, which so you're is not going to burn that's Christianity. Um, <laughs> the decisions was, after that. Will I was burn baptized you. Lutheran, uh, but my parents were never really religious. Um, we went to church like on Christmas and maybe sometimes for like Easter service. And that was it. It was not like a, an every Sunday thing. I was never put in Bible study or told or forced to read the Bible or anything like that. Uh, Mom identifies as spiritual. She kind of brings in a mix of all different belief systems and makes some concoction of her own that makes no fucking sense to me <laughs> it makes sense but, to her and that's but i love her i love her i don't even know if that's true but my mom's the kind of person <laughs> where it doesn't have to make sense it makes her feel good yeah you know whatever well yeah and because i was raised kind of christian too so um i think that's the, that's the other thing that's funny is whenever um a lot of people who are atheists were raised believing in a different like believing in a religion or believing in a god and they came to this decision through like critical thinking and reflection and all of these other things um because it's it's a deep thing like you have to come to terms with certain aspects of reality and if you don't ever pay attention to it or you don't want to dig into it you just don't get there but i don't know we're both kind of obsessive thinkers that's probably why we both landed up here yeah (laughs) sometimes Um, it's good sometimes it's not yeah yeah, and guns is another one. That's always the... That's a big hot-button issue right now. That's so taboo to talk about. One that about. I was mildly debating with... Uh, not not debating, I guess, but discussing with a couple people today because uh, I saw a news article. I can't remember what state this happened in, but uh, a father was idiotically wrestling with his four-year-old son, uh, according to this news report, while he had his pistol... Um, I don't even think you could say it was holstered because it wasn't no, a holster. No, he said it was in his back. It was, it was just in his waistband on his back and this gun became dislodged and hit the ground and somehow, um, tragically, yet amazingly at the same time, shot both him and the child in the head after it hit the ground. He is uh, expected to survive, but the boy, this four-year-old child, did not live. And... Um, you know, I, I sent the the article out to a couple people I know, and um, it's you know, I I hate that the minute someone like me says the phrase, you know, gun reform, gun law reform, something like that, it's don't take my, you're not taking my guns. Like, well, personally, I don't want to take your guns. I don't advocate no. for disarmament. You know, but I look at stories like that and I'm like, this person was stupid. Like you should have never been able to own a gun. Like if you thought it was a good idea to wrestle with anybody, let alone a child while you are armed, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Why even, I mean, now one of my friends made, made the point that had he had it holstered in an actual holster, it would have been much less likely that the gun would have become dislodged. And I would agree with that. Like right. holsters are meant to hold guns more than your but belt. But the reality is, but the reality is why, but the, the reality is even if it was in a holster, why would you do it? Why would you choose? Like you're in your house. Why are you wrestling with a child or anybody for that matter with a gun on you? And doesn't make sense. Well, even if the risk is like 1%, well, it's 0% if you take the gun off and set it somewhere else and <laughs> right. then play around with your son, you know? Um, I mean, because they be- it's almost like they become so used to it. They're just like, oh, this is just the way that it is. Yeah, like, I just always have my gun tucked in my ass crack. Yeah. It's I, just, I, had that I hope that guy once. gets, I'm sorry. I hope that guy gets charged. 
Uh, honestly, I hope uh, once he recovers that he is charged with, you know, I'm not going to go call for murder because it obviously wasn't intentional. I doubt this man wanted his son to die, but he was negligent. It was absolute negligence. Yeah. It was a stupid thing to do. And that's why at the very least, at the very, very least, I think if you want to own a gun and I get that it's in the Constitution and it's your right to bear arms and all that, I understand that. But you should have to get some kind of training. You know, back when that was written, probably almost every case, fathers taught their sons how to handle a firearm. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. Like, you just have to be of the legal age and not have anything crazy on your record. And you can go buy one. And you could have never shot a gun before and this and that. And I see states that are actively trying to make it even easier to get a hold of guns. Like... I mean, like, I've I, shot guns before, and I've never been to a training session. It's always been like I've gone out with some friends, yeah, and they're like, hey, this either. is how you fire it. Don't put your thumb here, and uh, good good go, and just yeah. point it in that direction. I've, <laughs> I've shot guns. Um, I think they're exhilarating. I think it's, you know, I it's get it. It's fun. Yeah, I totally get it. Like, it is fun. Um, if I was going to own a gun, which I'm not, not because I'm anti-gun, but because I don't trust myself with a gun, and I'm smart enough to yeah. know better. Mental illness is a thing. Yeah. I... Um, if I were going, hypothetically, if I were going to own a gun, I would want to go get training on the gun, yeah. like how to fire it. Now, how to clean it, how to maintain is, it, all that You stuff. know, you could argue like, you know, people people should have the choice to do that, but people are dumb, right? They're, some people- They're lazy. Yeah. Like, unless you legislate people to follow certain rules, they're probably just not. I mean, look, we have speed limits and people don't always follow them. I don't know. It's so, it's so, there's so many layers to it. Like, I don't think that any- thing we could do would stop all instances of gun violence be it purposeful gun violence or accidental gun violence Mm -hmm. it's it's not all going to stop you're never going to get rid of all of it but i refuse to accept that there's nothing we can do that would change it for the better in some way I, I just that's like the doing nothing. That frustrates yeah, me. Yeah, doing nothing is never the answer. That's always the argument that frustrates me, though, is that people say it's not going to solve everything. Be like, I'm not looking for everything. I'm looking for anything. Like, if if the choice is a hundred people die this the, like this week because of gun whatever, and we establish a regulation that t- turns it from a hundred to fifty. I'm for that regulation. That's yeah. 50 less people that are dying because of dumb gun shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's there, what I'm trying to stop. And it's another, it's another issue brings me back to just my feelings on it, man. It, it, so, so often I'm, I'm faced, I feel like I'm faced with, with two options, right? I'm either talking to someone like you or somebody else who already agrees with my positions on things. And there's not really any new ideas or consensus that's going to happen because we're already on the same road Yeah. or I'm talking to somebody who is just vehemently opposed to anything that is different than what they already believe exactly because it's one of those i have a bunch of ideas of how we could establish different types of gun regulations that wouldn't infringe upon rights and any of that kind of stuff and the thing is is i can have that conversation with you but anytime i even remotely broach that subject with somebody who is immediately like second amendment and you can't take my guns they shut down the conversation it's like you're not yeah. even open to listening yeah. to the ideas it's frustrating it's it's they want to act like we're not on their side it's like i am on everyone's side the thing is is i'm on everyone's side i want it to be a compromise i want everyone to get along but to not even have the conversation is saying i'm not willing to compromise at all whatsoever zero zilch fuck you i have (laughs) i have multiple times i just said it a little bit ago i've had the argument uh presented to me you know um different arguments that ran counter to what i had thought or believed going into the debate or discussion and you know um I found myself on multiple occasions saying to the the person I was talking to going, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, I find it hard to argue that, you know, oh, it was um, when, when we were talking about um, you start out normal with legislating. And, and if you don't keep the people in power right. in check, it just it can get worse and worse. And, you know, and I've had the person say, well, it starts out here. Slope. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. I mean, there is no saying that universal background checks today don't lead to something more extreme down the road, something more extreme. And if I'm not advocating for disarmament, which I'm not, I have to be reasonable and say, yeah, I don't want to see it go that way either. Right. You know, so I'm, thing, I'm, I think I'm, realistically, I'm able to say 
you're right. You make a good point there. And I don't know what to say to counter that. Well, and that's the thing is realistically, the point is, is yes, it can always get worse. But the thing is, is it's getting worse. It's not getting better. So we have to stop it from continuing to get worse in this direction because it's just going to keep going that people are going to have things that they shouldn't have. And people are going to be dying because they're not, you know, actually trained properly and stuff like that. Like there's nothing wrong to me with owning a gun and having a fire alarm if you're responsible with it. But if you've got a history of domestic violence, you shouldn't be able to go down to a flea market, pay somebody 500 bucks and walk out with three guns. Yeah, I don't like, think you should be able to I've buy guns on the street. I've seen that with my own eyes, so I know it's a real well, thing. Well, it's not even a flea market. Like, somebody, um, you know... I've been, I've been you to can these, buy guns like, trader on, days where you just walk in well, and there's You can there's buy them on the streets. You don't even have to go to, you don't even have to go to one of those exactly. events. Exactly, but that's you what I'm go, saying. Like, you, you could own a gun and you could sell it to me. Yeah. Like, as long as I'm of legal age, like, you don't have to run a background check on me or do anything. Yeah. As long as the gun's legal, that's really all that matters. Like, I know people who do it, and I've gotten on their case, like, you know, they're they're like, oh, you know, I talked to the person, got a feel for them. I'm like, dude, people could put on a front. Like, you have no idea what <laughs> that person's Everyone can behave like. for 20 minutes. Like, yeah. unless you're so severely mentally handicapped that it's obvious on the outside, like, you can, you can play pretend and play yeah, nice. Yeah, so there, there are certain aspects that I'm like, come on, this <gasps> just, this seems obviously, like, not a good idea. And I, and I have uh, another friend who's um, a veteran and, you know, uh, loves guns, owns guns, fires guns, who thinks that that is dumb. Like, being able yeah. to sell guns just willy-nilly like that. But then there's whoever. other people who are like, it's not dumb. I'm, I'm free to do whatever I want. Yeah. And it's and like, so you can't it, fight both sides just, at the same time. Yeah, I feel like there... <laughs> There's got to be somewhere where we can both agree like, hey, this might be a little bit unnecessary and not a good idea. And to me, I look at it in the sense of like somebody has to be the adult in the room. Like we have to hold each other and ourselves accountable to on the level that not everybody is intelligent enough to make the right decisions. We have like the people who are of sound mind and judgment sometimes have to compromise a little bit on behalf of those who are not. You have to hold yourself to a higher standard and a little more stricter rules in order to stop people from doing things that aren't good for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes, yeah, you do have to compromise because it's harder being the bigger person. It's harder being the one to not bite back. It's harder being the one yeah. to walk away. Sometimes you have to do that, though, in order to actually establish a healthier way of fixing bad situations. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I don't want to, we could probably go on tangents about um, guns or I could go on one about religion or, you know, we could go on tangents about, you know, race relations or race in this country. Um, for forever i i think the point uh no matter what the type whether we're talking about the gun issue whether we're talking about politics religion um the way uh you're treated in society based on your race sexual orientation gender or anything like that um the point is i if we can't as a society have conversations about this stuff and be willing when we get into these conversations to potentially be wrong about something we thought or believed in the beginning and and move on past that, admit it, accept it, and move on and learn from it and, and adapt to new information. If we cannot, as Megan said, if we can't be adults in the room, you know, we're never going, we have no hope of even remotely solving any aspect of any of these issues, let, let alone solving everything about every issue, that, that's never going to happen, right? There's always going to be issues that are not going to be 100% resolved. But we're never going to even chisel away at these problems if we cannot treat each other with dignity, respect, and quit calling each other libtards and snowflakes and conservacunts and stupid religious people and, and heathenistic <laughs> atheists and you know, whatever, man, the racial slurs, the bigotry, yeah. the hate, the closed mindedness, just it, the hatred in general. It's got to stop, man. It's yeah. got to stop because I don't know that it will, but it needs to. Well, and it's one of those we're all more alike than we are different. An opinion is just an opinion. And it's like an asshole. Everyone has one and they all stink. But the thing is, is you can't figure out which ones are the clean ones until you actually investigate it a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've gotten into the debates uh, with one of my friends about that. I mean, because it's true. Opinions are opinions and everybody has one. But some opinions are, are more, more valid. Yeah, more valid. Because know? they come from a place of understanding and education and experience and yeah. wisdom. Like sometimes... Like, 
like that whole listen to your elders. Maybe it's not a bad idea to listen to people older than you. Granted, a lot of the people older than us in these areas are very close-minded to the way that the world is running today. They're not in touch with the reality that we are facing. Like we're in our 30s. Arguably, the the situation financially, um, like economically that we're facing is totally different than the 70-year-olds when they were 30. Like they're right. they're in a whole they're like back in my day, you know, they have that back in my day mentality. It's not back in your day anymore. Right. Um, so if you're if you keep closing conversations, that stops progress. And I, that's why that's why I always fall towards this progressive side. Like I, kind I consider of, myself to be progressive. Well, it's kind yeah. of funny too because I didn't even really hear like the progressive quote unquote movement until like just a few years ago. But prior to that, I had even made a Facebook page like for myself because I debated on some level entering into politics. And it was just called We Want Progress because like I feel like that's where I'm stuck at is like I want progress. I want something to change. And, right. and it looks like this progressive movement like the Bernie and the Elizabeth, that seems to be the underbelly of all of these people on both sides on a lot of cases who are like we just want something to move because yeah. it's breaking us. I, I don't think progress is going to happen and there's not going to be hiccups. There's not going to be setbacks. There's not there going to be mistakes be. that are made. But we're never going to know how we can solve the issues we face, if we can solve the issues we face, or when we're going to solve the issues we face if we don't begin to try to solve the issues we face. Yeah, trying so. is half the battle, but um, I, the only other taboo that I could really think of is just the whole sex thing, because sex in and of itself is always been huge in the taboo industry <laughs> yeah it is i think it's it's definitely uh, less taboo now than it used to be you know it was funny and I, had, that's an I, had my, I had my mom listening to our episode on sex and mom um is in her 70s right. and uh she's like i've never I mean, she was laughing she loved it you know what i mean she wasn't like put off or anything <laughs> but it was kind of like it at the same time it was kind of a shock to her you know she's never heard anybody talk about penis pumps and butt <laughs> plugs and you know all the all the uh, scrupulous things that you ex like witnessed and had to talk about right. working at lion's den and some of the scrupulous things that right. i've done in, in my life as far as like people that encounters. mom knows that i've had <laughs> <laughs> sexual encounters with but you know i was like you know it's funny though because like i, told, I was like dude dildos like things like, like this just been around for thousands of years yeah like thousands of years you know people are doing that and and i, and I was talking to her the other day i was like you know homosexuality transgender people like all these things have existed for a long a long long time. long time but they were at least for most of history i mean there was a time they at were least hidden for and taboo well I, I was gonna say for for a period there was definitely you know if you go to like rome or something like that where homosexuality was yeah. like hey this this is cool like let's <laughs> all get a this, more open let's all get in this bathtub and just everybody fuck <laughs> everybody else go <laughs> but um but for, yeah for most of history these these individuals and these lifestyles these um you know um and in some cases the choices people make like whether you're gonna you know use a butt plug or not have been relegated to you know the dark crevices of society and they haven't yeah. been able to and now the it's unspeakables. more yeah now it's more acceptable to to express yourself in in these various ways and to talk about it you know and to Given some a little people, more personal autonomy. Yeah, to some people who who aren't used to that, like the older generation, and maybe even some people in our generation, it's just it still kind of like leaves them aghast. Like, oh my god, like I can't believe it's crazy it. that you're talking about that. Like, <laughs> and I don't know. and that was always like an approach when I worked in the stores. There obviously are people coming in there and having you know this is a regular stop from them. They do this all the time. And then there's those first timers where they're just like embarrassed to be seen in the parking lot, like. Right. <laughs> This, people will know that I enjoy sex. I mean, how I remember. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I remember when I was young, like I'd be embarrassed buying condoms, you know. Yeah. And, and part of that was because I, I would go to this corner store near in the neighborhood I grew up in, and this guy is from Thailand. I can't, I can't remember his name. He cracked <laughs> me up. But he would be like, I'd go in there and I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna get a box of condoms. He'd be like, You no use, just pull out. And he like. <laughs> He did it to mess with me. He's like, no, no use. Just pull out. And I'm like, just give me the condoms, man. <laughs> he would just, he would purposely try to embarrass me. But, That's but I great. already felt embarrassed. And you shouldn't. You should not feel embarrassed buying condoms. You should not feel embarrassed, you know, buying sexual toys. You should not feel embarrassed um, 
being homosexual or transgender or or straight or anything. You never feel bad for being you. Um, but well, it's, yeah, it's, these there's things an are embarrassment. Taboo. There's a fear. There's a level of rejection. There's all of those things that go along with it. It it, it gets really deep and and. You know, whenever somebody rejects you for being yourself, but the reality is, is everyone on some level is into what they're into and not everyone's into what you are. So you just have to accept that if you're rejected by them, they're doing you a favor. Follow, like, keep going along because eventually someone's going to accept you for who you are and live your life and be happy. If you like butt plugs, more power to you. Don't try to put one in my butt and we're cool. Like, we're gonna have an episode series of Stewie tries a butt plug. Oh my God, no! You're pushing your limits now. Anyways, I think on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, I want to hear. I want to hear some people's most taboo and controversial ideas. Like I, again, I really enjoy hearing other people who think differently than I do. So I know I would love to hear that. Megan's like the Mormon Church. She's trying to collect all the information on Tell all me of everything you that she can. <laughs> She's going to use it again. Tell me all your no, secrets. No, yeah. Tell us, uh, what, what things do you consider taboo and why? Yeah, if there's something we touched on or, or not. Yeah, let us know. Hey, everybody. We wanted to uh, take an opportunity once again to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the ASAP podcast, where we uh, we definitely broached some touchy issues for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, that sometimes needs to happen. Yeah. Ruffling feathers isn't always always all bad. Yeah. So. As always, we would love to hear your feedback about um, this episode. Um, what things do you consider taboo? What are your opinions on the things we've talked about and even things we didn't talk about? What do you think about the podcast overall? If you've listened to all of or more than just one episode, you know, how are you liking it? Just, you know, tell us what you think. And uh, how do you do that, Megan? Well, you can email us directly at another smartass perspective at gmail.com. You can visit our Facebook page uh, under another smartass perspective. You can message us through there. Um, and if there's other platforms, we are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find all that on our website, which is another smartass perspective.captivate.fm. That also has our Patreon on there in case anybody feels like supporting this little endeavor. Um, you know, anything is always appreciated because we do want to keep doing this for you. Um, so we did we set that it, up. We want to make it better too. We yeah. want to, we want to do more than just this. So, you know, give us ideas, give us feedback, give us financial assistance. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, giving us your time is really more than we could ever have hoped for. So we, we appreciate all of you and we, we want you to know that. Until next time. Talk to you later.